This is Tommy. This is Seth. This is Nick. Welcome to Good Fellowship. Where, uh, I like how we all still and... laugh at that. Like, we've done it seven times. We still laugh at that. That sounds so sad. It's, I know, but it's so <laughs> funny. Like, if you want to. This you guys Nick. told me. It's in the contract. Nick. Hold on. Does everyone have their gum out of their mouths this time? Yes. yes. Okay. Before good. we start, we want to apologize for last time. They want to apologize. I did not do it. <laughs> Nick and I want to apologize. We get a lot of critiques for the show, which we were gladly accepting. And our biggest one last time was that we chewed gum. Did anyone even catch it? I people. sure did. I well, we did because we knew it, but... I was, I was smacking my It was annoying. Man. I think when we get excited, we like, we're like... Okay, we should probably edit that part out, too, because you're going to think we had No, gum no, yet. we didn't have gum in that part. We're not, <laughs> We're going to leave that. It's fresh. It's fresh. It's so anyway, yeah, yeah. So this is Tommy. And this is Seth. This is Nick. We already Still. went over that. <laughs> <laughs> so we can keep it. We can keep it. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to Good Fellowship. We're still a Christ-centered podcast <laughs> from just three average college students. Uh, we have a heck of a show today. Yeah, at least we're, I hope so. We're very excited. It, it might get a little heated, but we're excited to get into it. Um, just our hearts are really heavy over the past week of what's going been going on in Baltimore and what's been going on over all over the country in the past few years, and we think it would be cool to discuss the church's position in our culture and everything that's going on, and just to take a, a Christian approach and see how Jesus can affect all of these issues. Hmm. So um, uh, before we start, though, like I want to say that um, this uh, this podcast is not like a point the finger at the church. Um, we're not coming at the church. We're we are the church. You know, like this is more or less like saying these are things that I feel that uh, we should discuss more. You know, these yeah. are things that we should uh, speak up about. You know, and stand firm in. So yeah. So you want to talk about uh, you know talk about Baltimore first or. Yeah, we can go into that. Yeah. Sounds good. <clears throat> so. You can start it out if you want to. Okay. Now, there's so much to talk about now. Where to start necessarily. But. So, like, a lot of people have opinions. Um, and so, first of all, I want to read something real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's Proverbs 17, uh, 5. And it says, He who mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. And uh, I think that really relates to uh, not just Baltimore, but like what we've been seeing uh, yeah. in the world. And um, so opinions, everybody has an opinion, you know, and I think our opinions are beginning to divide us within the church. Yeah. And I don't think our opinions should mold the way we love people. Okay. And we're called to love the oppressed. And um, so this says, he who mocks the poor. And I thoroughly believe, and this is just my take, I thoroughly believe that... Um, the ones who fail to uh, fail to love the oppressed and fail to love the people that are hurting is the one that is mocking them. Yes. Um, I think the ones who get so caught up in their opinions that it distracts them from who the broken people are, uh, it's dividing us, mm. you know. And I think it's he's gloating over the disaster. She's gloating over the disaster. I don't know. That's just really been something that's been bothering me. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's some people too who are, I, I found this in my life too, where I'm so caught up in my own opinion. Yeah. It does not matter what you say. I'm going to stick to my opinion. Totally. And you can't change my mind. So I'll, I'll, whatever my opinion is, it does, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to want to say my opinion to you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not how it should be. We should be open to everything. And I think we should be open to things like this. I think this is like, so Prop was talking about it on Propaganda. He's a, he's a Christian rapper. I think um, he was talking about how like, Things like this in the world are sad, but it gives people, it gives the church an opportunity to speak up. And if you won't speak up, come and look at me because I'll give you this work. It's basically what you're saying. Like, like I'm going to stand firm in this and I'm going to, I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and I'm going to love the people that are broken because 
we're hurting. Um, yo, like, this is something, like, the church needs to talk about. We need to, yes. like, stop being hushed in what we're saying. We need to quit going up on stage, getting on the mic and saying, oh, we pray for Baltimore, and then running off the stage. You know, this is, like, real life, and we need to, like, really uh, discuss it. Like, the more we sweep it under the rug, the more and more it's going to become a problem. Uh, and I think it'll always and, be a problem. And, uh, uh, real quickly, we've seen that in the past few years. That we haven't discussed it. And look how bad it's gotten exactly. at this point. And I think it will always be there. The issue will always be there. But discussing it unites us. Yes. I truly believe that. And the ones that are ignorant to it, even if it's not deliberate ignorance, uh, by discussing it, you learn. And you get to hear the hearts of other people. And uh, I think that's what we're called as Christians to do. I think we're called to love the oppressed. We're called to love the broken. And we're called to love the ones that are uh, being inflicted with pain. Yeah. Uh, yo, like this is like something that's real to me, and I'm ignorant. I'll be honest, like I'm ignorant. I don't understand a lot of what's going on. Uh, I grew up like gated, you know, yeah. uh, restricted from like the outside world, and like this stuff is new to me. But like I see uh, my friends, like my brothers and my sisters, and like my family that are hurting. You know, these people are hurting, and it's I don't know. It hurts me that they're hurting, and it hurts me when people um, are so I don't know close-minded mm. that they miss the point uh one of the biggest things i've noticed and and i'll even be honest i've done it too is where if you get on facebook you can see that racism is very alive and ignorance is very alive definitely so like i'm not saying you, you should definitely stand up for your culture and what you believe in but i think as as a white person mm -hmm. i'm too quick to just defend the white community I and there's some black some black people who are too quick to just defend the black community definitely. and i think no matter what our culture is we have to be open to that hurting is real and this is, you know, things are, oppression is happening right now and yeah. people, are, people are hurting, like you said. It's, I'm quick, I'm like that too. Like I'm quick to, I'm quick to resort back to what I know. Yeah. Uh, whether it's good or not, I'm quick to go back to like what, what the habit, like the habit that's been uh, put in front of me, uh, I go back to it because all I know. Um, but when is the church going to step out? When am I, you know, going to step out um, and change and change my heart? to love the ones that need it. Uh, that's just something that's really big on me right now. Yeah. Um, again, I don't get it all. You know, I don't. Um, but it's sad to me seeing uh, people defend, again, you know, I don't want to generate, like, saying like generalities. There are good cops. There are good people. Uh, but uh, when you don't, when, when a community uh, doesn't feel safe, under the people that are supposed to keep them safe, under the ones that govern us, what are we supposed to do? You know, like, what what can you do? When your voice is suppressed, this is the result. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just sad. That's sad to me. And, like, I think the ones that um, are tweeting about uh, these criminals and these thugs and, uh, like, all this stuff... Like, we don't have to condone it to understand it. I forget who said that. It was a, he's an advocate for uh, racial reconciliation. Um, but it was like, I don't know, that's real. Like, he does, like, we don't have to condone the riots to understand why they're happening. Uh, we don't have to condone uh, these things happening to understand that people hurt. Yeah. Uh, and a big thing, like, Seth and I, we don't know much about what's been going on. Like, we know a little bit. Nick knows a lot more about it, and, you know, he's discussed it with a lot more people. Uh, Seth and I are trying to learn more about it. That doesn't necessarily mean that we, we shouldn't learn, try to learn more about it. And I think we can take those steps to learn more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I think the big part of that is um, we don't have to know every single detail about it 
to the point we don't even have to defend what we believe, but we should acknowledge the fact that people are hurting. Yeah. And that's the main issue here is that mm-hmm. people are hurting. Whether you believe in – whether you're for the cops or against the cops, it doesn't matter. What matters is um, people are hurting, and yeah, we def- need to acknowledge that and take action to fix that. People are broken. I think, like, we need to welcome them mm-hmm. in, in their disaster, even if we don't know too much about it. Um, before we came into this, I was just looking at a couple different scriptures, and I found um, Romans 14.1, which says, as for, those, or, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but, not, but do not quarrel over opinions. And I think that's a big thing right now. We have all these opinions going out, and it's good to have opinions. It's good to have, like, a stand or to take a stand on something, but to know not to just, like, shoot each other down for that. And like you said earlier, it's good to see those opinions so we can have not necessarily a change of heart, but if it needs a, if our heart needs to change, it will change accordingly, mm-hmm. um, depending on our convictions and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like Tommy said right now, I don't know too much about what specifically happened in Baltimore, but I've seen what's happening with the whole, um, with the issue of cops and um, that thing. And, yeah, just to know to love them, um, accept them, welcome them, and to hear all sides of the story, to hear all the different opinions, and to know it's not our role to sit back here with our arms crossed and just um, can like to judge these people Mm -hmm. um we have to show them love in every way that we possibly can Mm -hmm. especially in this very hard time um that's happening so i don't think that oh did you say something okay i don't think that like um just because you have an opinion on where you stand that shouldn't change ah man see that's so hard for me to say because i feel like there's only one opinion you should be having but again it's my opinion uh (laughs) sorry everyone has an opinion yeah yeah yeah. i think true justice uh is defined by Christ. And I think that if uh, what the world is uh, portraying does not line up to what justice is in Scripture and who God is, then we should be uh, pushing for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. As the church, we know what justice is and what it looks like. And if the, what we see isn't matching up to that, then we should be fighting for that. Yeah, exactly. And if we're just sitting back here, like I said, and just judging these people and not actually doing anything with the church to 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 really reach out to these people, um, especially at a young age when people see this, it's not helping anything. And if you go to church and they're not talking about it and they're not actually fighting for these people and to fight to actually get that knowledge out there, and to make it known what's happening, then the same things are going to happen. That's just like there's a famous um, saying out there, and it's if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I think that's key. If we don't actually go out there and teach these people what's happening and learn from our mistakes, the same thing's going to happen. I think we've seen that in the past couple years with these shootings and um, these riots. So to definitely go out there and... In the, within the churches, whether it's you start at Sunday school or at the pews, um, crap, <laughs> at the altar, <laughs> not the pews, yeah, and to just preach that. But I mean, yeah, we could sit here all day and and we could debate, and I could I could defend the cops or I could defend the victims or whatever. But what is that doing? What it does absolutely nothing. I have no idea. So like the ones on Twitter that are like, uh, it's like just battling, yo, these thugs that are rioting. What are they doing? Well, these. Uneducated fiends, like yeah. what does that? What does that do? What are you what doing? What are you doing for yourself? Also, what are you doing for the for the hurting? It, also, that probably makes it worse. Like it, it just makes it worse because it fuels, fuels other the fire. People. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just uh, it proves 
that there's an that like there's a problem in like it's true uh, what's happening. Like so it doesn't matter what you defend. Like you got to look. It doesn't matter if you defend Trevon Martin or if you defend George Zimmerman. You know, blaming one or the other doesn't do anything. Like no. a kid died in in this incident, definitely an incident, and so just blaming or trying to oh well he did this or he shouldn't have done this. What does that What does that solve? Does the church's prayer change? No, I don't think it should. No, I think our church's prayer should be to love the oppressed and you know like it, Lord, give me give me the ability. And this is our chance. Like that's what I want to like ingrain in the people's heads. Like this is our chance to speak up and like be a foundation for like God. Like yeah. our prayer should be, Lord, give us like the strength to go into these places and to love the oppressed and mm-hmm. allow us to, like guide each other. Not just let me guide them because I need teaching too. Like guide each other and be like. United, like under you. I mean, and that's when the press is actually going to come to the church. Yeah. Um, we can't expect. I mean, our doors can be open, and if we're not getting the word out there, they're not going to come in. And if we're just like, like I said, just staying in here and judging them, they're not going to come into our our church. So we got to be be out there on the grind. I don't know. I said that, but <laughs> getting the word out there um, and making sure that the press are totally and utterly reached. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I would add that. Like when Christians, when no, when non-Christians see Christians posting things on Facebook that are bashing someone, yeah. why is that person? Why is a non-believer going to want to come to church? No, They're going to exactly. think it's like the Westboro Baptist Church. We were mm. looking up them earlier. Do <laughs> yeah, people want to be involved? No one wants to be involved in that. Like no one wants to see Christianity as that and be like, why would I ever take part in that? I think what's sad too, and again, this is not a like a this is not to undermine the church. I love the church. Like props that's my girl. Uh, <laughs> But like a lot of the sure. things I've been seeing, more, more so non-believers have had a, uh, a hand in the progression uh, through this event than uh, believers yeah. have. Yeah, I've been to a lot of churches where, not to bash any in church in particular, but the pastor will come up and he'll come up and say, you know, our hearts are heavy for Baltimore, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Because I think we're so scared. As just as Christians to talk about real stuff, I don't believe so. We too. we are so scared to be offensive because I think a lot of times we're all about numbers. If yeah. we don't, we gotta get the people in the in the pews or whatever. We gotta get the people to come in. Yeah. That if we're offensive and if we go against them, then they're gonna stop coming. I believe that too. I think also that the fact that a lot of us are uneducated on a lot of these things that are happening, it causes us to be fearful uh, in that too. But yeah. like, it's our duty to be yeah. to continue to ask questions. Yeah, and. As pastor, pastors and different people in the church, different leaders, we can't be afraid to to talk about that stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's, yeah, the riots or whatever, or addictions. Like, look how many people struggle with addictions in their lives and may not know how to handle it. They may not know it's a problem because we don't talk about it. Yeah. We have to get out there and talk about this stuff for it to actually be become a realization in those people's minds that it's a problem to them. Yeah, we but we look at something like racism and we're like, that's not that was civil war era, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not real. We're not too far off from where yeah, we were. It's a real issue, and, that, and if we're scared to talk about it, we're like you said, we're just going to keep sweeping under the rug. We're not going to get anything done, and what our problem is now is just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. More shootings, more even a war. You never know. You know, it's just it's true. It's just getting crazy at this point. So that was good. <laughs> I think we should. So we should transition now to. Um, <clears throat> on the same topic, but like uh, having a voice within the church. So yeah. transitioning to like things that cause conflict within the church. So like, I think pastors are really quick to talk about porn being bad, yeah. uh, but I don't know if 
uh, if we're so quick to talk about why it's bad. I think like we're really quick to talk about like um, addiction to the you know, <coughs> the drug addict or the alcoholic, but I don't know if we're so quick to talk about like uh, addictions to other things, you yeah. know, and other lifestyles stuff like that. And so again, like in racism, you know, we're so we're really quick to like call it out, but we're not quick to talk about like have the discussion about it. You know, we're 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 good at going up on stage and mentioning the problem. Racism is bad, right? But um, we're not quick to true, like go up on stage and have a full out discussion about our hearts and why it's bad and like what's like what's the issue? You know? Yeah. Like porn, porn's an issue because. It's a sex slave industry, and every time you watch that, you're supporting another female, another woman, uh, to be a sex slave. You know these people, are, these girls are drugged, and abused, and like ripped from their families and like their lives to, you know, to be forcibly abused in sexual acts. Like that's sad. It's crazy. Uh, to say we'll look at other countries and say sex slavery is terrible and we need to stop brothels we need to you know it's just terrible That's but then right. we we're, you, know, you go on a website and you're just supporting the same exact thing we're, we're a click away from, yeah. from supporting the sex love industry you know yeah wow that, that really hits me hard yeah. um, these are definitely issues the church needs to address we yeah. need to we need to stop being afraid like I said earlier to be offensive yeah. and I heard, heard someone say one time we're never going to make Jesus cool so, like, we're never going to make Jesus fit in what our culture yep. believes. Jesus is always going to be offensive, and Jesus is always going to go against what our culture, for the most part, says. Definitely. And so, with you know, Jesus, you know, we're not gonna, never going to come in and say, oh, you know, porn's okay. Oh, you're addicted to that? Okay, it's fine. Definitely. But Jesus is always going to be there and say, no, you're, you have a heart issue. We need to deal with this. And that's why we need to talk about it more as a church. And I think that's like, has to go along with, like, we don't have to condone it. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have to, like... We don't, I don't think that we, hmm, how should I word that? We shouldn't welcome porn in the, in the church. We shouldn't welcome racism in the church. You know, we shouldn't welcome addiction in the church. But we should welcome the addict, uh, and yeah. the, porn, the, the porn watcher, and the racist <laughs> into our church and love them. And love them well. Because I think it's the church's duty to, <clears throat> it's our job to, um, to reflect Christ, mm -hmm. and I think if we if we continually conform to what the world says is okay, then we're just going to continually uh, uh, like take two, two steps back, three steps back, four steps back, and yeah. we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to repeat history over and over and over again. These discussions have to happen. These voices have to be heard, and we need to step up, up on our platforms, you know, and and talk about these things, man. Yeah, I want to I want to read something. <clears throat> this is. In Galatians 2, chapter, or verses 11 through 13, this is Paul speaking. So it says, When Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. So this passage says is Peter was literally, he hung out with the Gentiles but when the new guys came in, when the Jews came in, he just separated himself because he was so embarrassed to be or so ashamed to be associated with them because he considered them dirty, and which is crazy. But Paul comes in, and Paul kind of represents the church here in the fact that he literally goes to his face and says, no, you're, you're and in front of people too and says, you're doing this wrong. And I think we need to do it in a more loving way if we're doing it personally, but I think as a church, it's okay to stand in front of the church and of your body and say, we're doing this wrong. 
You're doing this completely wrong. We have to stand firm yeah. in Christ. Like, we have to. The minute we, we stop is the minute, like, it, it turns for the worst. Yeah. Like, our sights have to always be on Christ. Yo, Paul's an OG. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's a man. He, told he's how, an he, he tells it how it is, and, like, that's how it should be. But he stands firm, and he's loving, like, the, with the, how he does it. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't waver, you know? Yeah. God is his, is his king, and that's, that's how we need to live. That's how the church needs to live. You know, God is at the pinnacle of our lives. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. Are we going to reflect that or not? Yeah. We got to stop being worried Being worried about, like, getting dirty and getting messy mm-hmm. and go out and meet these people where they're at and fight for them, with them. Yes. Fight, like, because they're going to do the same for us. I mean, we're, we're going through, whether it's similar or different struggles, we're still going through struggles. We're still fighting through sin. So just go out there and meet those people. I think it's easy to support people through social media. I think it's easy to support people through, like, the internet, but like, when are we going to support people by standing side by side and holding their hands and like, you know, walking yeah. through it? Words are important, man. Words are really important. Uh, I think it's it's like the starting point to action, mm-hmm. yeah. but it has to lead to, to action. action. To action yeah. uh, and the church needs to start discussing these things and start speaking about it so that we can act on it. Yeah. And if the church wipes out speaking all together, we're, yeah. we're we're useless, you know. Yeah. And once we realize too that like racism is not a it's not a black issue, it's not a white white issue, it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to accept the fact. Okay, maybe I'm doing this the wrong way, and take action in our own lives and say, okay, I'm gonna, you know, realize this is a heart issue and not just a color issue. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, there's a lot of things that we could <laughs> we could talk about. It's a lot, yeah. But I think we talk, I think we talked about it a lot. I think we talk about the good things. So what can we do personally? I know we've talked about what the church can do as a whole and how they can speak for these issues, but what can we personally do uh, to make a difference? I think we can just like start small, mm-hmm. uh, small steps of faith, uh, simple. The simple things uh, matter. The simple things boil up to you know big things like jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, jokes is a very small thing. Jokes are things that we you know we look over as as if it's nothing, but like. Uh, the more and more we speak that into our, our lives is the more and more we're going to, you know, yeah. live by that. Yeah. Uh, and by making light of uh, these situations, uh, I think it makes us, you know, the person making a mockery of of the poor. It's yeah. us, you know. I think, too, we, we kind of create these stereotypes just from, we joke around and say whatever, but we're slowly creating these stereotypes in our mind of, of that race or that particular issue. And we are. I yeah. think, and then we put, we put stereotypes in place people are bound to live up to them. Uh, when you put when you put a ceiling over someone's head, they're bound to reach it and then that's that. And yeah. I mean and it's it's nobody's fault but our but ourselves for putting that in place. Yeah, and not just to look at it in the racial aspect, but like someone struggles with str- someone struggles with an addiction and you're sitting right beside them joking about that addiction, you might not know it, you might know it. Um, just be sensitive to that and know that that could f- fan the flame and that could lead them to falling back into that or to doing that so really watch what you say around people especially your brothers and sisters that you know already struggle with that mm-hmm. um yeah don't go pouring gas on the flame on that mm-hmm. so yeah. and to realize I, I, back to the whole joking thing with with jokes we see people laughing a mm-hmm. lot on the outside mm-hmm. we don't see them crying on the inside Ooh, okay. and That's to know good. that like that can really hurt them it's true wow. i think another thing that we really need to uh you know, keep each other accountable for, uh, but even ourselves, what we need to step step up and keep doing is ask questions. Mm. Uh, we have to continue to ask questions. We have to continue to 
learn. You know, we don't ever stop learning. We don't. Education never stops. Uh, there's always something that we can grow on. There's always something that we can learn from somebody else. So continue yeah. to ask questions. You guys said at the beginning that you don't know much about yeah. uh, what's happening. Yeah. Dude, I'm right there with you. Uh, the only difference is who's going to be the ones that are asking the questions to find out yeah. and who isn't. I think a lot of times we sweep it under the rug. Like for me, I don't have TV. <laughs> so, I mean, it let me focus on studies and that kind of stuff. But I kind of look at news like, well, it's a lot of crap going on. I'm just going to not worry about it. That's not a good good uh, mentality to have. Like we need to worry about these people dying. We need to worry about these things that are happening. Yeah. And to not have a blind eye towards that. Definitely. Our prayer should be that these people find God and if they have to pursue it. Um, mm. And that should be our prayer for ourselves. It should be the prayer for the church, the prayer for the cops and the prayer, for, you know, prayer for law enforcement just in general and the prayer for the ones that uh, have been afflicted with pain. Yeah. Yeah. So we continue to learn about these things and, that that's more than just watching Fox News or watching CNN because you're going to get a very <laughs> biased. Dude, the media is very manipulated. Yes, like, you're going to get a very biased us. report, and and the media loves to just blame individual people and yeah, love man. love this or blame this person, blame this person. Yeah. But we should be looking at the heart issue of everyone. Yep. That's the only way to solve it. And real quick, I think the big. I, I don't think we can we can't solve racism or we can't solve any other other issues, in one big step. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's small steps, and there's a verse. In Zechariah, it's in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 4, verse 10. The first part says, who dares despise the day of small things? And so I, I, with that, we just we have to be willing to take these little steps. Because without the little steps, we'll never get to those big steps. Mm. And I, I would just say, like, after you all listen to this and go on and do whatever you're going to do in your day, I, just pray. Pray about this stuff. This mm -hmm. is some serious stuff going on. Not, not just this. Um... Recently, Nepal had a huge earthquake, lost a lot of people, and you don't see that as much in the news for certain reasons. I mean, I think we all know what those are. There's nothing to argue about, but we need to realize that that's a problem, that these people are trying to recover from this. Yeah. We need to pray about it. Mm -hmm. um, go over there and help, send money, whatever, but I think it all starts with prayer, and we need to realize that um, whatever situation it is. And listening to your heart too, I think just sitting down and feel or listening to how you really feel, not just how you think you're supposed to feel, how you really feel. I found one of the biggest ways to find out how you lean towards something is when the event actually happens. So when the Baltimore shootings happen, what was your first reaction? Was it to blame the cops? Was it to blame the victims? What was your reaction? I think that's something we got to look into I our hearts. I think if you were just blaming anybody... Especially before you, you, you yeah. look at the news and yeah. you really yeah. get their opinion for it and you don't yeah, make yeah. one for yourself. I like that. Just to be real, I, I was biased in ways too, but then I kind of sit down and say, okay, why why am I leaning more towards this mm -hmm. way? Because of growing up you know, with some of these things and just from the media, honestly, I think that's a big... Definitely. Our influences are real. Yeah. yeah, and we live in different areas. I mean, I know where I lived. I was not... I did not have to deal with that kind of stuff whatsoever. I mean, let's be real. We grew up in West Virginia. Yeah, you know, so... We grew up in a very... Sheltered area. In northern for West me, Virginia, anyways, too. For like, and white. Yeah. For the most part. For Yeah, for a big part of it. You know, West Virginia is very white. Uh, and that's just the way we've grown up. And it's really easy just to resort back to what we know. And oh, yeah, it is. I just think that we should be encouraged. Uh, I want to end with this. Like, just be encouraged that God's real and, you know, he's evident in your life. And you have the ability to reflect him, you know, take small steps, uh, take small steps to, to honor God. Um, 
and take small steps to fight for what true justice is, you know, and you know, we can do this. Just ask questions, uh, speak, you know, stand firm. Uh, Get your voice out there. And act, yeah. you know. I think that's what the biggest thing the church needs to do right now is just we need to act. So, yeah. It's good. It's real. It's a good show. Great show. I think this is awesome our best show yet. Awesome show, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. More adjectives. So. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah. Follow us on uh, Instagram. <laughs> can, I, can I do this? On Facebook. Uh, we are Good Fellowship. That's Fellowship. F E L L A S. Hip. Well, thank you for joining us today. We'll hope you have a good week and we love you all. Good Fellowship. Bye. Oh, I stole it. Okay. Good Fellowship. Bye.